Morning everyone, March the 2nd today, how are we all doing? I hope this message finds you and your families doing well. Uh, we're starting in our third month of our one-year Bible reading plan. Uh, it's the second to last day of our readings in Leviticus. We'll finish the book of Leviticus tomorrow and continue and begin, sorry, begin the book of Numbers. So we're making good progress in the Old Testament. That's why our readings are so long. Uh, we'll also continue in the 10th chapter of Mark, uh, Psalm chapter 45, and we'll continue in the 10th chapter of Proverbs. So before we get into the Old Testament, let's start in Mark chapter 10, verse 32. And we pray, Lord God, please bless your word to us, to me, and to those who are following along. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Mark chapter 10, verse 32. They, we're talking about the disciples, were now on the way up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. The disciples were filled with awe, and the people following behind were overwhelmed with fear. Taking the twelve disciples aside, Jesus once more began to describe everything that was about to happen to him. Listen, he said, we're going up to Jerusalem where the Son of Man will be betrayed to the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. They will sentence him to die and hand him over to the Romans. They will mock him, spit on him, flog him with a whip and kill him. But after three days he will rise again. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came over and spoke to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do us a favor. What is your request? he asked. They replied, when you sit on your glorious throne, we want to sit... In places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. But Jesus said to them, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink from the bitter cup of suffering I am about to drink? Are you able to be baptized with the baptism of suffering I must be baptized with? Oh, yes, they replied, We are able. Then Jesus told them, You will indeed drink from my bitter cup and be baptized with my baptism of suffering. But I have no right to say who will sit on my right or my left. God has prepared those places for the ones he has chosen. When the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. So Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be the first among you must be the slave of everyone else. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Then they reached Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. 
Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, Go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see and he followed Jesus down the road. All right, let's go into our old readings, Old Testament reading, sorry. Leviticus chapter 25 will be beginning in verse 47. And just remember, these are the laws and decrees that God gave to the nation of Israel through the prophet Moses. And we no longer live under these laws because Jesus came, lived a perfect life, fulfilled the law and the, the demands of the prophet. He gave himself up as a sacrifice, uh, the perfect sacrifice, the Lamb of God. He died on a cross. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He is now seated at the right hand of, fa of the Father in glory. One day he'll return in judgment. He will judge the living and the dead. He'll destroy sin and death once and for all. And those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will receive the gift of eternal life. Eternal life can be yours right now. And the reason why I often remind you guys um, with what I've just said is because we mustn't interpret the Old Testament um, and come to the conclusion that we have to follow these laws. We don't. Because of what I just said, Jesus came and he's coming again and those who believe in him shall be saved. All right? I hope that made sense. Leviticus chapter 25 verse 47. Suppose a foreigner or temporary resident becomes rich while living among you. If any of your fellow Israelites fall into poverty and are forced to sell themselves to such a foreigner or to a member of his family, they still retain the right to be bought back, even after they have been purchased. They may be bought back by a brother, an uncle or a cousin. In fact, anyone from the extended family may buy them back. They may also redeem themselves if they have prospered. They'll negotiate the price of their freedom with the person who bought them. The price will be based on the number of years from the time they were sold until the next year of Jubilee, whatever it would cost to hire a worker for that period of time. If many years still remain until the Jubilee, they will repay the proper proportion of what they received when they sold themselves. If only a few years remain until the year of Jubilee, they will repay a small amount for their redemption. The foreigner must treat them as workers hired on a yearly basis. You must not allow a foreigner to treat any of your fellow Israelites harshly. If any Israelites have not been brought back by the time the year of Jubilee arrives, they and their children must be set free at that time. For the people of Israel belong to me. They are my servants, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Do not make idols or set up carved images or sacred pillars or sculptured stones in your land so you may worship them. I am the Lord your God. You must keep my Sabbath days of rest and show reverence for my sanctuary. I am the Lord. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you the seasonal rains. The land will then yield its crops and the trees of the field will produce their fruit. Your threshing season will overlap with the grape harvest, and your grape harvest will overlap with the season of planting grain. 
You will eat your fill and live securely in your own land. I'll give you peace in the land, and you'll be able to sleep with no cause for fear. I will rid the land of wild animals and keep your enemies out of your land. In fact, you will chase down your enemies and slaughter them with your swords. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand. All your enemies will fall beneath your sword. I will look favorably upon you, making you fertile and multiplying your people, and I'll fulfill my covenant with you. You will have such a surplus of crops that you will need to clear out the old grain to make room for the new harvest. I'll live among you, and I'll not despise you. I'll walk among you. I'll be your God, and you'll be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, so you would no longer be their slaves. I broke the yoke of slavery from your neck so you can walk with your heads held high. However, if you do not listen to me or obey all these commandments, and if you break my covenant by rejecting my decrees, treating my regulations with content, and refusing to obey my commands, I will punish you. I will bring sudden tears upon you, wasting diseases and burning fevers that will cause your eyes to fail and your life to ebb away. You'll plant your crops in vain because your enemies will eat them. I will turn against you and you will be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you will rule over you and you will run even when no one is chasing you. And if in spite of all this you still disobey me, I will punish you seven times over for your sins. I'll break your proud spirit by making the skies as unyielding as iron and the earth as hard as bronze. All your work will be for nothing, for your land will yield no crops, and your trees will bear no fruit. If even then you remain hostile toward me and refuse to obey me, I will inflict disaster on you seven times over for your sins. I will send wild animals that will rob you of your children and destroy your livestock. Your numbers will dwindle and your roads will be deserted. And if you fail to learn the lesson and continue your hostility toward me, then I myself will be hostile toward you. I will personally strike you with calamity seven times over for your sins. I will send armies against you to carry out the curse of the covenant you have broken. When you run to your towns for safety, I'll send a plague to destroy you there, and you will be handed over to your enemies. I'll destroy your food one oven I'll destroy your food supply so that ten women will need only one oven to bake bread for their families. They will ration your food by weight, and though you have food to eat, you will not be satisfied. If in spite of all this you still refuse to listen and still remain hostile towards me, then I will give full vent to my hostility. I will punish you seven times over for your sins. Then you will eat the flesh of your own sons and daughters. I'll destroy your pagan shrines and knock down your places of worship. I will leave your lifeless corpses piled on top of your lifeless idols, and I will despise you. I will make your cities desolate and destroy your places of pagan worship. I will take no pleasure in your offerings that should be a pleasing aroma to me. Yes, I myself will devastate your land, and your enemies who come to occupy it will be appalled at what they see.
I will scatter you among the nations and bring out my sword against you. Your land will become desolate and your cities will lie in ruins. Then at last the land will enjoy its neglected Sabbath years as it lies desolate while you are in exile in the land of your enemies. Then the land will finally rest and enjoy the Sabbaths it missed. As long as the land's lies in ruins, it will enjoy the rest you never allowed it to take every seventh year while you lived in it. And for those of you who survive, I will demoralize you in the land of your enemies. You will live in such fear that the sound of a leaf driven by the wind will send you fleeing. You will run as though fleeing from a sword, and you will fall even when no one pursues you. Though no one is chasing you, you will stumble over each other as though fleeing from a sword. You will have no power to stand up against your enemies. You will die among the foreign nations and be devoured in the land of your enemies. Those of you who survive will waste away in your enemies' lands because of their sins and the sins of their ancestors. But at last, my people will confess their sins and the sins of their ancestors for betraying me and being hostile toward me. When I have turned their hostility back on them and brought them to the land of their enemies, then at last their stubborn hearts will be humbled and they will pay for their sins. Then I will remember my covenant with Jacob and my covenant with Isaac and my covenant with Abraham, and I'll remember the land. For the land must be abandoned to enjoy its years of Sabbath rest as it lies deserted. At last, the people will pay for their sins, for they have continually rejected my regulations and despised my decrees. But despite all this, I will not utterly reject or despise them while they are in exile in the land of their enemies. I will not cancel my covenant with them by wiping them out, for I am the Lord their God. For their sakes I will remember my ancient covenant with their ancestors, whom I brought out of the land of Egypt in the sight of all the nations, that I might be their God. I am the Lord. These are the decrees, regulations, and instructions that the Lord gave through Moses on Mount Sinai as evidence of the relationship between himself and the Israelites. Uh, Chapter 27 of Leviticus starts by saying, The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If anyone makes a special vow to dedicate someone to the Lord by paying the value of that person, here is the scale of values to be used. A man between the ages of 20 and 60 is valued at 50 shekels of silver as measured by the sanctuary shekel. A woman of that age is valued at 30 shekels of silver. A boy between the ages of 5 and 20 is valued at 20 shekels of silver. A girl of that age is valued at 10 shekels of silver. A boy between the ages of 1 month and 5 years is valued at 5 shekels of silver. A girl of that age is valued at 3 shekels of silver. A man older than 60 is valued at 15 shekels of silver. A woman of that age is valued at 10 shekels of silver. If you desire to make such a vow but cannot afford to pay the required amount, take the person to the priest. He will determine the amount for you to pay based on what you can afford. If your vow involves giving an animal that is acceptable as an offering to the Lord, any gift to the Lord will be considered holy. You may not exchange or substitute it for another animal, neither a good animal for a bad one, nor a bad animal for a good one. 
But if you do exchange one animal for another, then both the original animal and its substitute will be considered holy. If your vow involves an unclean animal, one that is not acceptable as an offering to the Lord, then you must bring the animal to the priest. He will assess its value, and his assessment will be final, whether high or low. If you want to buy back the animal, you must pay the value set by the priest plus 20%. Okay. Let's go to Psalm, the book of Psalms. Uh, we're beginning chapter 45 today. Uh, this psalm is for the choir director. It's a love song to be sung to the tune, Lilies. Don't ask me what the tune sounds like. I have no idea. I'm sure it's beautiful. Uh, it's a psalm of the descendants of Korah, and it says, Beautiful words stir my heart. I will recite a lovely poem about the king, for my tongue is like the pen of a skillful poet. You are the most handsome of all. Gracious words stream from your lips. God himself has blessed you forever. Put on the sword, O mighty warrior. You are so glorious, so majestic. In your majesty, ride out to victory, defending truth, humility, and justice. Go forth to perform awe-inspiring deeds. Your arrows are sharp, piercing your enemies' hearts. The nations fall beneath your feet. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. Myrrh, aloes, and cassia perfume your robes, and ivory palaces, the music of strings, entertain you. King's daughters are among your noble women. At your right side stands the queen, wearing jewellery of finest gold from Ophir. Listen to me, O royal daughter. Take to heart what I say. Forget your people and your family far away, for your royal husband delights in your beauty. Honour him, for he is your lord. The princess of Tyre will shower you with gifts. The wealthy will beg your favour. The bride, a princess, looks glorious in her golden gown. In her beautiful robes she is led to the king, accompanied by her bridesmaids. What a joyful and enthusiastic procession as they enter the king's palace. Your sons will become kings like their father. You will make them rulers over many lands. I will bring honor to your name in every generation. Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. You know what, I've read through the book of Psalms and I've read all the Psalms um, through and through. But for some reason, this Psalm, it feels like it's the first time I've read it. Interesting. What an awesome Psalm. Okay, let's go into the book of Proverbs now. Chapter 10, we'll only be reading verse 22 today. It is a wise, word, uh, wise saying, so listen carefully, all right? The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. All right, that being said, God's blessings are so pure, aren't they? Well, have a great day if you're listening to this in the morning or a peaceful night's sleep if you're listening to this in the evening. Uh, tune in tomorrow, March the 3rd, as we continue in our third month of our one-year Bible reading plan. Tomorrow we will book finish the book of Leviticus 
We will start in the fourth book of the Old Testament, Numbers, tomorrow. Uh, so we're making awesome progress. Um, don't forget to subscribe uh, to my YouTube channel.